Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. This episode, I want to get into uh, this idea that we may be entering a higher interest rate regime. Um, you know, and basically what we've been monitoring is obviously kind of Fed policy, the shift in Fed policy, and then um, how market rates have responded. But there have been some other forces that have been uh, pushing rates a little bit higher. So we want to get into that a little bit and then talk about, you know, the possibility that we're kind of entering a, a new almost like longer term secular phase when it comes to interest rates. So let's jump into it. Let's start with Fed policy. We know that the Fed hiked rates uh, up to five and a quarter to five and a half percent as the range for their benchmark Fed funds rate. And the idea here then is what happens is that it, market rates respond to that, specifically the shorter end, so shorter bills and uh, notes from Treasury, for example, will sort of trade to align with that. So the three-month Treasury bill yield, for example, is up around 5.5%. And that's, uh, again, driven by that Fed action. Uh, but but what happens then is uh, the longer-term rate, so in this case, uh, we're going to talk about the 10-year Treasury rate, which is a real sort of reference point for bond market investors and market watchers more generally, uh, has... Uh, that tends to uh, sort of trade more on long-term views of interest rates and and certainly long-term views of the Fed funds rate. And, you know, the bottom line is that that rate is up over 4%. Last I looked, it was about 4.2%. And um, and so that's the, the rate that we're mostly focused on. You know, if the Fed starts to ease or cut rates, you know, let's say next year, they would expect the short end of the curve, those tr- treasury bills to have their rates fall. But as it relates to the 10-year, you know, that 4.2% uh, rate is higher than we've seen in a while uh, until recently. And, and, you know, the bottom line is we want to kind of understand it. And so um, let, let's also look at history for a quick minute and just to think in terms of regime. So if we think about the, the decade before the pandemic, so we're, think about it as we're coming out of the Great Recession, and and so we have this certain environment. And the bottom line is, in the in the in the wake of the Great Recession, uh, the Fed brought rates down very low, and the ten-year Treasury averaged two percent over that decade. Um, so that's an interesting reference point. So think four point two percent now versus a two percent average for ten years up to the pandemic. And of course, once the pandemic hit, it was all over the place uh, in a way. It's gone down. It's gone kind of way back up. Uh, but then let's go back to another era, and that's before the Great Recession. So actually, the the decade uh, uh, that ended 2006, the Treasury rate actually averaged 5%. And so that was a different rate regime for sure. And uh, and so again, what we're really focused on here is where, where do we see uh, rates going forward, are, and are we in a new rate regime? Now, one final thing uh, that we've looked at uh, to sort of prep for this session is the idea of forward rates. Now, the idea with forward rates is a little bit of a technical thing, but but think of it as when you're looking at yields on bonds across all the maturities, 
one can infer from, let's call it, for example, the yield on the 10-year and the yield on the 20-year, you can sort of analyze those two numbers and come up with what the market thinks the 10-year rate is going to be 10 years from now. Uh, so think of it as two 10-year intervals should combine to the 20-year interval. So you can do some arithmetic and kind of back out the forward rate. That's what that's called. And the bottom line is when we look out 10 years or 20 years, the 10-year forward rate at those points in the future are, are both above 4%. So the 10-year uh, forward is 4.1, and the 10-year, 20-year uh, forward uh, is uh, 4.5%. So both signaling that, gosh, the market's thinking now that we're in a, a let's say, above 4%. Uh, market rate regime for the next 30 years is really what that's implying, which is kind of intense. Anyway, so so with that, what are some of the drivers? What are things that people are talking about or analyzing to de- try to determine whether we're in a higher rate regime? Now, obviously, we have Fed policy generally, but once again, we expect the Fed eventually to cut rates, either to help with the economy or sort of unwind this uh, tighter policy. But beyond that, the market forces and other things include the following. So start with inflation. Basically, the, the market rates are a combination of inflation and then, you know, what the, the remainder is, is basically a real interest rate. And so some proponents say, look, for all the work that's gone on, inflation is just going to be higher uh, for the next 30 years. The reality is when we look at break-even rates, the market is actually inferring something relatively close to the Fed's 2% target. So, for example, the 10-year break-even is at around 2.3%. So, yeah, inflation maybe, but probably not. Another factor, of course, which we've talked about is uh, the downgrade in U.S. Treasury debt. Uh, so this is sort of like a recognition that, you know, the government's sort of not doing as good a job managing, managing fiscal um, uh, issues and, uh, and so there was a downgrade, uh, which we've talked about. Um, and yet, when we look at the market action around that downgrade, maybe, I don't know, a quarter of a percent uh, higher as a result of that. So probably not by itself something that would explain um, a new rate regime. Now, a third thing that I'll mention uh, is actually more generally uh, supply and so here, the spirit of it is to say, look, <clears throat> when we look out at the growth of the debt, um, essentially over the next 10 years, the CBO is expecting um, Treasury debt to grow by $20 trillion. And it's already been growing. And the idea here is, especially when the Fed's no longer buying Treasury bonds, that um, the Treasury has to go issue bonds to fund deficits and when bonds come due, they have to issue bonds to kind of replenish uh, the funds from the, that borrowing. And what that's bringing is a, just an increasing supply of bonds into the market. And if you have more supply, you have to essentially increase rates to attract investors. And so uh, that, you know, honestly, if I were to kind of gauge the three things we've talked about that's the one to me that gets the most attention. It's sort of like that, that the volume is going up quite a lot, maybe a little bit that investors are skittish about investing in treasuries. Um, and, and, and there's just more, uh, uh, if you will, bond debt 
that has to be uh, invested in to sort of handle all this. That means the treasury has to bid it out. That means, hey, if there's more investors needed, they got to bring the rates up a little bit. And that could be a force that brings us into this new rate regime. Now, I, I've mentioned a couple things uh, that I think are subtle but important. Um, the spirit of this is to say, look, there's the need for companies when and people, actually, and government, the government. As rates go up, basically the cost of debt goes up. So whether you're borrowing on a credit card, uh, you're a company issuing debt to run your business, or you're the government trying to fund deficits, the higher the rates go, the more it costs to pay that interest. And it's more, it's more money out of your budget, if you will. And, and so the bottom line is what this should do in a more sort of uh, medium to longer term sense is put some pressure on those three constituencies, consumers, businesses, and the government each, to do a better job managing their fiscal circumstance. And so when you think about that and sort of the, the fact that there's going to be pressure um, you know, more and more of our, for example, federal uh, budget, the revenue that we take in, is, will have to go to just servicing debt. Essentially, what we anticipate over the medium term is that that will sort of trigger people to call for improvement. Um, so it could be, uh, obviously, voters, for example, looking at that and sort of voting uh, in a direction that would take us towards better fiscal management which obviously at the, at the simplest of levels is lower spending uh, and or higher taxes, which right now, neither of those are palatable at all politically. So we're talking about sort of a, a similar secular shift if that were to occur. So again, that's the kind of thing that we're monitoring. In any event, I think everyone knows that interest rates and the level of interest rates are really important in terms of market analysis and investing. So as we do our work, we're sort of gauging this uh, potential for the idea that we're in a new regime in terms of higher rates. Um, so that's, uh, you know, what we wanted to talk about. L listen, thank you very, very much for uh, listening to this episode, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.